Thank you for joining us on our Living Word Christian Center podcast. You're about to listen to one of our guest speakers. Open up your hearts and get ready to receive a word from the Lord. Father, amen, he tucked me in. Uh, my spiritual father had passed, man, and uh, Pastor Gerald Solomon, I've been knowing Pastor Reuben for 25 years, amen, and he tucked me in as a son, amen, and, uh, but I've been knowing him since I was in the home, man, he was mentor my pastor, amen, Pastor Gerald Solomon, who went to be with the Lord, but it's been a, relation, been a relationship for over the years, amen, and uh, his heart had always been open, and right now I'm in Dallas, Texas, Amen. We have a home, have a church there. Um, also, we have, I think, 10 churches uh, throughout Texas, amen, that God is raising up. Amen. We plan on planting more churches. Come on, somebody. And, uh, and I'm, just, I'm just glad to be here. And uh, uh, I have a wife, amen, five beautiful children. Amen. They couldn't be here with me. And just thank God for inviting me, accepting me. Amen. And um, we're living word. Can somebody say amen? amen? How many come to hear the word of God this morning? Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's go to the book of Nehemiah. Amen. So in verse one, and the word of God reads like this. But it came to pass that when Sambalot heard that we built the wall and he was wrought and he took Indonesia, he was upset. He got mad. Amen. And he mocked the Jews. Let me read it another way. And then it came about when Sambalot heard that, that we were rebuilding the walls, he, came, he became furious and very angry and mocked the Jews. And he spoke in the presence of his brothers and the wealthy men of Samaria, and he said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Huh? Are they going to restore it for themselves? Can they offer sacrifices? Can they finish in a day? Can they revive the stones from the dusty rubble, even the burnt ones? Verse three. And Tobiah and the Ammonite was near him and said, even what they are building, if a fox should jump on it, it will break their stone, it will break their stone wall down. You may be seated, amen. We see the story here that they was going to rebuild the walls, amen. And, 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 and Samalot was there, and it, it don't say, but if you notice, it, it, it seems like he'd been there. He'd seen the problem, but he never addressed it. Sometimes you have people around, see the problem, but never addressed it. And, and here it is that he heard that they was coming to repair the walls, to rebuild the walls. And the Bible said that he got furious and he became angry. How is it? How is it? that sometimes people can see the problem, don't have no desire to fix it, but the moment somebody else come to do something about it, they get angry. Huh? 
And it say that he became furious and he became angry. And I said, why is it, why, why did it make him so mad? He didn't have no plans to do something about it anyway. Have you ever seen somebody getting mad because something was being done right? And they asked the question, who gave you the authority to do that? How do you know you know what you're doing? They have all the questions, but no desire to make it right. Hello. And so here it is. Some of us had that attitude. Like, man, well, how are you going to come to my city and fix something? How are you going to come to my church and tell me what's wrong with my church? I've been here all this time. Yeah. But I wouldn't even tell nobody. Isn't it a shame that sometimes we have all the right answers and we know what to do, but God have to go somewhere and dig somebody out the trash can, clean them up, and bring them to fix the problem because you didn't want to do it. Hello, somebody. And so here it is. He knew the problem, but he wasn't willing to fix it. Hello, but what I'd like to show on this morning, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. Huh? Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it or that it can't be done. See, whenever there's a rebuilding project or whether it's in the home, your home, or the church, or, or areas that need to be fixed in our lives, we all fall short. Can I get an Amen. We all fall short of sin, but a desire to change or make something better. And I remember uh, almost 30 years ago, man, I'm lost in the streets of Fort Worth, Texas, uh, with no hope, without no direction, hooked on crack cocaine, in and out of jail, in and out of prison. But I always had this saying, one day I'm going to change. One day I'm going to change. One day I'm going to change. And I will never forget, my brother came to visit me. And, and, and my brother, you know, doing good for himself. I'm hooked on drugs. And, and, and you know, he come down. And I said, man, where you going? He said, man, I'm getting ready to go to the car wash. I said, let me go with you. But I can see at the corner of my eye, his wife was saying, And he hesitated. I said, no, Bobby, let me go with you, man. And so I get angry. I just hop in the truck. And his wife looking like. And so, and so we, we drive off. I said, man, give me $10. He said, man, I'm not going to give you no money to buy drugs. I said, no, man, look, give me $10. I'm going to give me a 40 ounce and I'm going to buy me a hamburger. This is what I'm going to do with your $10. I said, but one, I said, next time you see me, I'm going to be a changed man. I got so upset that my own brother didn't want me with him because of what someone else was thinking. And I said, one day I'm going to change. One day I'm going to change. The next time my brother seen me, I was changed. I was saved, 
filled with the Holy Ghost, didn't have no desire for drugs or alcohol. And on my way to Bible school, I said, I'm going to change. Don't let no one tell you you can't do it. Hello. But whenever there's a, a, a problem need to be fixed, or something need to be changed, always remember the enemy going to always come in. Don't be surprised when the enemy begin to come against you or telling you how weak you are or, or you in this condition or you're not equipped to do this or how sinful you are. How can a drug addict do something? Huh? And all, all he's trying to do is interfere on what God wants you to do in your life. And here it is. They trying to rebuild a wall and somebody say, hey, man, what makes you think you can get it done? Have you ever been down on your luck or down in life and you telling somebody you're going to change? You telling somebody you're going to fix your marriage? You telling somebody you're going to fix this? And they say, how? How you going to do it? When? Huh? Talk to him. I talk back. Hello. But anytime God's involved in a project, we can expect opposition. Anytime we set out to do something for God, you can expect opposition. Anytime you begin to pray for your children, you can expect opposition. Anytime you begin to pray for your marriage, your family, your church, your past, you can expect opposition. Can I get amen? amen. Well, let me bring it home. Have you ever been single and want a date? And you fall in love with somebody and you finally introduce with somebody, they say, oh, that's not the one. <laughs> or they begin to tell you, oh, girl, you don't know. He like this, 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 and this. Oh, let me bring the other side. He begins to tell you, boy, she's going to break you. She's going to take all your money and leave you. <laughs> huh? Oh, maybe they just have him in Dallas. I don't know. <laughs> but have you ever decided to make a change? And opposition came your way. Have you ever decided to say, I'm going to buy me a new house and somebody tell you you can't afford it? Or you decide to get a car and somebody tell you you can't afford it? Or someone tell you you're going to lose weight and they cook you a big meal? Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> talk to him. I talk back. But we can expect opposition. Can I get amen? But our problem with us sometimes is our perspective. Letting people tell us what they believe. Hello. Letting people try to put their assumptions or their dealings with us or their experience with us. Because they didn't make it, they tell you you can't make it. Because they didn't succeed at it, they tell you you can't succeed at it. But how many know that we serve a God that can succeed everything? Can I get amen? Hello. For Jesus said in Matthew 11, 12, he said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Talk to me. See, we can't be no weak Christians. Every time somebody say it won't work, you say, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, pray for me. I'm trying. No, you got to tell the devil, look, devil, I don't care what you're saying. I serve a Jesus that can do anything. I serve a Jesus that's able to talk to me. I serve a God that can help me do anything. Hello. 
When someone tell me I can't do something, you know what I tell them? I said, fool, why you smoke crack? If God can deliver me from that, he can do anything. Hello. Because the world don't have a solution to a spiritual problem. The world don't have an answer to a spiritual problem. The problem is sin. Can I get amen? Loosen up, man. Come on. See, Jesus was later establishing the kingdom here on earth. Jesus wanted to establish his kingdom here on earth. In the same way the enemy try to come and tell you this and this, and if he tell it to us so long, we'll begin to speak it ourselves. We'll begin to doubt ourselves. We'll begin to doubt everything around us. Every mistake, we won't accept no one to stay. It'll turn to a doubt. Yeah, they can't do it. No, she can't cook. I can cook. No, you can't cook. I can cook. I can cook. No, you can't. I can. Well, why are you always cooking nachos if you can cook? <laughs> well, why are you always making nachos if you can cook? She said, well, that's the only thing I like to eat. <laughs> Hello. But, but we got to understand that we got to be violent towards the enemy. Hello, the odds are already against us on anything that we try to do. That's why we got to believe what God tells us. Hello, we got to believe that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. If the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, we're able to accomplish anything. Can I get amen? If the Holy Ghost lives inside of us, all we got to do is wait for his instruction. Allow the Holy Ghost to teach us, to guide us, to tell us what God's plan for our life. Can I get amen? See, I thought I was going to die a drug addict. I thought I was going to die in, in the penitentiary. But God has other plans for me. God had plans for me. And sometimes, sometimes, when we go through life and trying to figure everything out on our own, through our education, we find ourselves just going in circles. Hello. We don't come out that circle until we allow God to lead us, to guide us, to teach us, to instruct us, to speak to us. Can I get amen? amen. But we see right here, Nehemiah was trying to rebuild the wall. Sambalot was there. But watch this. He was there, right? Sometimes the enemy never allow you to see he the real problem. The Bible say that Samalot began to see him, but he began to tell the other people. Hello, be careful of the person that wants you to say what they won't say, but they'll get you to say it. They don't have the gods to say it, but they'll tell it to you enough and you will say it or I say it. Hello. And that's how I used to be. I used to be like the, like the stupid one. Hey, we're going we're gonna to hit this guy in the head and we're going to rob him. They don't told me the plan enough. And who you think be the first one to hit him in the head? I mean, so who you think was going to jail? And that's how the enemy, he tell us enough and we begin to believe it. And we begin to go into a spiritual jail and believe in what the devil tell us. Believe it. Hello. Hello. When the person that really had a problem, they walking around like ain't nothing happened. And you walking around fighting the devil, rebuking the devil. Hello. 
your, your wife ain't no good. She don't cook for you because she's somewhere else. So you rush home real quick and she ain't made it home. You go, hey, why you ain't here? Well, 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 baby, I'm at the store buying groceries. Oh, okay. But the person that told you that, they somewhere kicking it. And that was Tabak, that was Shamalai was doing. He began to cause an uproar. See, Nehemiah was the man of God. Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king. Living in a palace, in position, in a place of being trusted by the king. Hello. And he came to do a work for the Lord. Anytime we set to do a work for the Lord, opposition is going to come. No, no matter how big or how small it is. Can I get an amen? If we got a small way of thinking, we have a big problem. But we got a big God that we serve with a big way of thinking like God, then we got a small problem. However you think is how it determines how, how big your problem is going to be, big or small. Let me, let me slow down a little bit. But, but Nehemiah was in a place of being trusted. Hello? But God called him to go do a work. God called Nehemiah out of his comfort zone. And God is calling us, some of us, to get out of our comfort zone. We've been in the church. We've been here. We've been serving God. But we still just sit down. And God said, get out of our comfort zone. But sometimes we like the place of comfort because there's no opposition. We watch everybody. Oh, no. I ain't going to do that. We see all the trouble they get in. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm not going to. Girl, don't let your husband do that. My, my, my husband stay at the church all day. You don't come home till 11, 12 o'clock at night. Do you want that in your family? <laughs> and then he go home and say, baby, I think God is calling me to serve in the church. And she say, oh, I don't think God's calling us. Not because she don't think God's calling us. Because with uh, some of like them told her. Hello, how many times have we let someone else's words stop us from doing what God called us to do? How many times have we missed out on a blessing because we believe in what someone else believes? Huh? Some of us are missing out right today, believing what someone else said and not seeking God for yourself for the answer. Hello. Somebody say, but God. but God. Somebody say, but God. But God. Nehemiah went there just to do a work. The whole town waiting for him to get there to kill him. I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. See, but God called men and women that he can trust. Ask yourself, can God trust you to do what he needs to be done? Can God call your name and you say, <laughs> can God call your name and you say here I am God I was going to save you with black he just said here I is God <laughs> but here, when God calls your name can you answer the call when God say hey little Reuben do Reuben say God, you don't see me. Or do he say, what's up, God? Knowing him, he's lying to say, what's up, fool? 
But can we? Can God call us? As a matter of fact, if God can call you, if God can trust you, stand up. If God can trust you, take a stand right now. If God can trust you, stand up. I'm going to put you on front street right quick. If God call your name, would you answer the call? Stand up. Huh? Come on. Come on and give Jesus a clap off of Amen. All right, now sit down. But look, there are some things that God's going to need us, and he's calling us right today. Number one, the enemy is always going to get angry whenever you decide to help God in a building project. The enemy going to always get angry when you decide to leave your friend, when you decide to take another turn, when you decide to get out your comfort zone, when you decide to say, I know we've been doing this, but this is where we depart. I'm going to do what God called me to do. Hey, hello, I'm going to answer the call. I'm going to go help in children's church. I'm going to go help in the media team. I'm going to stand up and usher. I'm going to help. I'm going to do whatever pastor asked me to do. Because when pastor asked me to do something, I know that's the voice of God asking me to do something. Can I get an amen? See, Samuel became furious and angry, and he began to mock the Jews. You know what Samuel means? An enemy in secret. An enemy in secret. In other words, he with you, but he's your enemy. He'll never tell you that until you decide to do something for God. Beware the person that come against you because you decide to depart from them, because you decide to do something for God, because you decide to change your way of thinking, because you decide to believe what God tells you to believe. Can I get an amen? Yeah. See, God said, don't be surprised when some of us show up to discourage you. Don't be surprised to hear someone talking about you or snickering or saying stuff behind your back because you decide to do something for God. Have you ever been somewhere in school and you decide to try for the cheerleading squad and you make it and your friends say, oh, she thinks she's something. Anybody could have made it. They just picked her because they didn't have nobody else. Huh? Oh, he think he the football star because he caught the winning touchdown. It was just a lucky pass. Well, fast forward. When is someone telling you that you're just a lucky person? Refuse to acknowledge that you're the one God called. Refuse to acknowledge that you paid the price to go to school to get where you're at. They refuse to acknowledge that, hey, you might not know everything, but, but you're dumb enough to trust God. See, I tell everybody everything. I don't know nothing. I was just dumb enough to tell God yes. <laughs> Hello. I don't know nothing. I, I'm just dumb enough to tell God yes. God says, sweep the flow. Okay, God, I sweep the flow. God, watch the parking lot. Okay, I watch the clean the toilet. Okay, God. Oh, whatever. Hello. See, I started thinking some a lot, it began to start spreading poison. If you don't know what your future holds, some a lot is knocking at your door. Hello. If you don't know what God is calling you to do, symbolizes not going to let you do. But the Bible, God called us to bloom where we planted. God brought you the living word. Hello. 
This is where you grow. This is where your family grow. This is where your grandkids grow. This is where your nieces and your Walitas and Walitas. This is where, hello. This is where we grow. Don't let the devil tell you you're in the wrong place. Don't let the devil tell you you've been looked over. Don't let the devil tell you nobody acknowledged you. Hello. Are you with me? See, Nehemiah was at the point he was building around 50-something days he began to build. Soon as he began to build, watch this. Why didn't they tell him at the beginning what he wasn't able to do? Why? Why did they wait? See, sometimes people don't say nothing at the beginning because they don't think you can do it. But the moment they see you succeeding, then they become, it ain't going to work. That guy's alcoholic, you man. You didn't see the beer bottles in the trunk that he hid? Then you go mad and you know the scowling him and, and raise up the trunk. Well, what's this? And he said, well, baby, them were just the empty bottles I seen laying in the street. I just picked them up. Just trying to keep the neighborhood safe. Why doesn't Samuel Lot tell us at the beginning what God can't do? Why does he wait? Why does a person wait to see you happy in your marriage to tell you you got the wrong person in your life? Hello. Maybe that's in the black culture. I don't know. <laughs> you have to like. <laughs> Hello. Why? Because the enemy always wait till you begin to get in a groove, begin to enjoy yourself, begin to enjoy going to church. Then opposition come against you. Why didn't he, why didn't he do it at the beginning? Have you ever asked yourself, man, if I knew it was going to be like this at the beginning, I wouldn't have never got involved. If I knew it was like this on this job, I wouldn't have never took this job. Why? If I knew it was like this in the home, I wouldn't have never came into the home. Got me selling candy bars all day. <laughs> Hello? But they don't be saying they want to eat their seconds on them plates. Huh? <laughs> but why? Ask yourself. As we get older in age, we say, man, nobody cares for me. I shouldn't have helped this person. I shouldn't have helped that person. Are you with me? Look, check this out. The whole project for the wall to get done probably took about four years. It takes time to build something. But we want everything done just like that. We want God to do it in a quick fix. It takes time to raise kids. It takes time to have a successful marriage. It takes time for your gift to come to, to, to come to pass. But we want God. God, I want it right now. I want a new car right now. Well, baby, you can't pay the notes. Why? Do we always want stuff quick? Why? When things don't happen like we want them to, then the enemy tell you, man, just go on and quit. Just give up. Just stop. They'll never believe in you. Hello. You want to start your own business? The devil tell you you can't because you don't have enough credit score or you don't have this and you don't have that. Hello. What have you started? By paperwork, it don't look like you can achieve it. 
but God told you to do it. See, God know I can't run no 50 yards. Hello. <laughs> but you know what? If he tell me to run 50 yards, I'm going to take a step of faith and take one step. He's going to get an escalator to take me the rest of the way. <laughs> Come on, somebody. That's the kind of faith I got. Hello. So if God tell you to do something, he going to provide a way for you to do it. Don't look at what you got. Don't look at your education. Don't look what the people tell you. Believe what God tells you. Why would God tell you to do something and, you, and he's he not going to expect you to succeed? Look, look at this. God never make himself look bad. Never. If God tell us to do something, who are we representing? We're representing him. He ain't going to make himself look bad, so he's going to have to let you succeed to make him look good. Come on, somebody. Hello. It's no different than we raising kids. We don't want to go somewhere and take our kids out to eat, and they just look at the food and just, just start. Think about it. But they go and they put them. You know, the hangers on and, you know, get the salad fork and, and then someone say, oh, you got way of mannered children. It's the same way with God. God beat his chest when we do good because we represent him. Come on, somebody. Are you with me? We can't let the summer lots dictate what God has for us. See, Samuel was surprised that somebody cared about the Pope. He was surprised that someone cared about the Jews. Think he was there. But when somebody showed interest in rebuilding the wall, he said, Man, who did come up to feed the Jews? The devil is always getting angry when somebody cared about the Pope. When somebody cared about the drug addict, when somebody cared about the gang member, when somebody cared about the alcoholic, when somebody cared about the down and out. Hello? Just think. If Pastor Ruben would have listened to the devil, where would we be today? Just think. Hello? Where would you be if your wife wouldn't have took a chance on you and married you? What would you think <laughs> if your husband wouldn't have took a chance on you? Where would we be if God wouldn't have took a chance on us? Hello, where would we be? See, Satan is furious when we decide to, to join hands with God and rebuild the walls, rebuild the church, rebuild lives. Hello, reach the drug addict, reach the youth, reach the down and out. Come on, somebody. Hello, the world already said, forget about the youth. We don't want to do nothing with the teenagers. Fentanyl is taking over. But somebody got to say, God is bigger than fentanyl. God is bigger than fentanyl. God is bigger than whatever taking over these teenagers. God is bigger. Come on, somebody. We can't say, man, they just going to be like that. But we really don't curse until they hit home. We see people on the street bent like this. And we just, we just ride around and say, but what if we come home and our kids like this? Yeah. Yeah. Then we're going to call the church. 
Then we're going to call the leaders because he hit home. Hello. What's stopping us from doing what God telling us to do? Don't let nobody tell you you can't do it. Don't let nobody tell you you can't accomplish what God has for you. Are you with me? See, some, some of us want to do something, but we don't know how to do it. Some of us want to join the army, but we don't know where to sign up at. Think about it. Think about it. Where do you want to be in the next five years? What's stopping you from getting there? Hello. What's stopping us from achieving our goal? Is it the summer lots we hang around? Is it we don't have enough faith to trust God? Is it doubt and unbelief? Hello. I always remember this. The enemy gonna always be bigger than us. But God's gonna always be bigger than the enemy. Hello. So so don't don't get nervous when you run through opposition. And and, and the opposition is bigger than you. Go get your big brother. Go get your big brother. See, remember, Goliath was bigger than David. And the Bible described Goliath's weapon as he had to swore, but God used a little running bar with a little slingshot. God would take the least and make the most impact whatever we're going through. Think about it. And all we have to say, God, I believe you. A simple word. I believe you, God. And it turned down walls. God, thank you for healing me. It, it, it kills the biggest sickness. The littlest thing. Samuelot is, is talking in Nehemiah's building. Look what I said. He's talking. He's building. The enemy going to always talk. But we got to believe God for the impossible. We got to believe God for whatever we need God. Hello. Are you with me, saints? Sometimes it don't have to be sound a lot or the voice of the devil. Sometimes it just change. We don't like change. So we freeze. Sometimes it's just something new and we freeze. But whatever it is, it's the enemy. We got to change our way of thinking. We got to believe God for the impossible. Hello. Everything going to remain the same, but God is the same. His word is the same. Hello. Think about it. We got to get used to understanding that regards to what it is, God is able. Warfare begins in prayer. We don't, remember when we first came to God, man, we prayed all the time. Now, have we gotten too busy to pray? Nobody couldn't tell us at the beginning that God wasn't able. But now we let the devil just tell us anything. What happened to the faith that we had at the beginning? What happened to the love that we had at the beginning? When we first got married, we was in love. Are we still in love or just love? Do we believe that God can change any situation or we just say it's going to stay the same? See, the wall wasn't Nehemiah's wall. It was God's wall. 
And God will never use a person who always thinks about self first. As soon as we realize that our marriage belongs to God, that our lives belongs to God, that our children belongs to God, then God can move. But I always remember this. What we don't trust, we try to control. What we don't trust, we try to control. We don't, tr we don't trust God in this situation, so we try to control this situation. We don't trust God in our marriage, so we try to control our marriage. We don't trust God with our kids, so we try to control our kids. Hello. What are we controlling? Or what are we trusting? Do we believe what the enemy is saying at this time in our life? Or do we trust God? Hello. Sometimes it's best not to say nothing and say, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you. You fight my enemies. God was building, not fighting. Hello. Sometimes we want to fight with words and say this instead of trusting God in the situation. Whatever we complain about, we're not trusting. So do we have more trust or more complaint? Do we have more trust or more control? God is the same yesterday and forever. Everything in our lives ain't gonna stay the same. But it's the same God that we trust. What has changed in your life that stopped you believing like you used to believe? What opposition are you facing that caused you to doubt that God is able? Hello. Don't let no one tell you what you can't do. Are we telling ourselves we can't do it because we don't trust God? Are we telling ourselves we can't move forward in life because we're not trusting God? Are we, not, are we telling ourselves that our marriage ain't going to get no better because we're not trusting God? That our kids ain't going to change because we're not trusting God? What's holding us back? What's holding us back? Sin is the only thing that kills spiritual production. Is sin holding us back? What's holding us back? Some of saying, I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. You're wasting your time, fool. Vato. Vato. It's not going to work. Brother. You're wasting your time. Are we believing what the naysayers are saying? Are we believing what the culture is saying? Are we believing what our family is saying? Or are we trusting God? Let's all stand. Whose report are we going to believe?
I remember one time, I was a supervisor on the job. I was the only young African-American in, in a supervised position. And I was young. And everybody else was a little older. And they didn't like me telling them what to do. Or they didn't like me giving them instructions. And so I walk in the break room and they was having a conversation on what they can do to get me fired. And one guy said, we'll make him angry. Cause you know blacks don't know how to think, they'll fight. <laughs> That's for real. That's half true, but not this time. <laughs> and they said, no, just call him a name. He'll quit. But what they didn't know, I went to work because I had mouths to feed at home. But what struck me, they thought it was that easy to get me fired. What is the devil saying it's easy for get you to quit? What is it that he got to do to get you to quit, to stop you believing God? To stop you from trusting God? To make you give up on one another, to give up on your marriage, to give up on your calling, to give up on your kids? What is that he got to do? Is it call you a name? Is it not to acknowledge you? To tell you you're wasting your time? How many times have we let a situation like that stop us from moving forward? Have we overcame it? Or the devil just got to use the same thing that he's been using for years to stop us? What have you been letting stop you? Is it to make a situation hard? They used to say, don't even say nothing to the black folks. Just make it hard for them, they'll quit. That's half true, amen. <laughs> but it wasn't true for me because God called me. It didn't matter what anybody did, anybody said to make me stop. All I knew one time that I was running when wasn't nobody chasing me. I was looking when wasn't nobody there. I seen the blue people jumping over buildings. I seen the green people coming at me. And God fixed my mind one day that I never had to see the green people. I never had to see the blue people. I never had to see the red people. That he changed my heart. He changed my mind. He changed my life. And that's the God that I believe to this day. What do you believe? What? Can he still pull the same trick that he used to pull? That you're no good. That you're not good looking. Nobody wants you. What is it?